Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. On this episode, we're going to talk about one year since the presidential election and our interview with Hillary Kennedy and two words that make me proud to be an American. Chainsaw Bayonet. All that on this episode of Trend Chat. Welcome one more time to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And if you want to read some of our articles on Politichicks, just go to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. You know what? It's getting close to Christmas time. And you know what, th- you know what I think will be a good gift is Politichicks, a clear call to political activism which is available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Over 300 pages of articles from contributors like myself talking about different issues, whether it's healthcare, education, just uh, activism, which that's where my contribution is in that section. Talking about be, uh, being a delegate at the Republican Convention last year. So, yeah, by five, give them out. 
to your friends as Christmas gifts. That would be a perfect Christmas gift. So, and you know what? Speaking of Christmas, you know what I would love to get from one of, one of my listeners, anyone who's listening to my voice right now? You know what I want for Christmas? A chainsaw bayonet. That's what I want. I didn't know I wanted one until yesterday. <laughs> but now I want one. So, USA Today yesterday decided to make a little video talking about all the possible modifications that an AR could have um, in just kind of talking about because of uh, what happened this weekend with the shooting down in Texas. And no doubt, I'm pretty sure they it felt like they were putting together this little graphic basically just to scare people and just just showing all the different options that you could put on on this um on this rifle so they were just throwing all these different things like a 12 uh on the barrel 12 gauge shotgun and or um i forgot all those things they put on there but it, they put a lot of uh, like a heat resistant um handguard uh, or or showing you know different ways as far as how to change the trigger or whatever like that but one thing that came across there that definitely caught everyone's eye was a chainsaw bayonet. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, is that real? I really, at, at one point when I first saw it, I saw it said USA Today. I saw the blue check mark, but I'm like, is this the onion? Because I was wondering like, okay, are they, is this satire? I mean, is USA Today going into satire? I mean, I know some people probably say they are satire already but i'm just saying i feel like is this just a deliberate attempt to have satire by putting a chainsaw bayonet on and so when it, the response was just i mean it went viral like instantly and then people were just clowning on on usa today with that and then they start adding other things and people were putting lightsabers on it um a shark what a! <laughs> I was uh, someone put the Death Star on it. I saw someone put Hillary Clinton on the bottom of it. <laughs> All these other different absurd little things, kind of in response to the <laughs> the thought of <laughs> of a chainsaw bayonet. But you know, I posted on on my personal pages, kind of like the um, it's a meme of Steve Harvey. I don't know if you have probably seen it before, where it's like. It's two pictures of Steve Harvey, and one of them is him laughing, and the other one is him kind of thinking. And so I, I posted a, a meme, basically saying, you know, I'm laughing at it, you know, with everyone about this old chainsaw bayonet thing. But um, at the same time, I'm sitting there wondering, is that is that real? Now, is it real? Because at first, you know, if y'all heard me at the NRA convention, y'all know I'm a I'm pretty I'm a novice when it comes to firearms and so I'm still learning and so I didn't I was I was thinking like okay this don't doesn't sound real it sounds like it's not a thing but I was kind of pondering is it <laughs> and um yeah so I was like can you really get a chainsaw bayonet <laughs> and so I reached out to a friend um in the NRA and they actually came back with a link with a website that sells chainsaw bayonets. And uh, so 
and I don't know, you know, I wish I could have got whoever works for that company on just to say, just to ask how much, how much traction have your site received in the past 24 hours since that whole USA Today deal? But, um, yeah, like, like I said, if, if anyone's listening, um, I definitely would, 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 you know, I would not mind if you like to send me a chainsaw bayonet. Um, I would just say if you if you want to just, um, you know, send me a message saying, hey, I want to send you this chainsaw bayonet. And you know what? I'd be more than happy to give you an address for you to send that. I mean, I can imagine it right now. If someone graced me with that precious gift and <laughs> I mean, I could just uh, I can take it out, go to the range or some. I mean, I, I don't know what type of ranges deal with chainsaw bayonets, but I hopefully I can find one. I can just be out there, just get my got my AR out there and all of a sudden I just kind of rev it up there. Then um you know just, yeah you know yeah, I mean yeah so, <laughs> yep just t- just tearing it up I mean can you imagine I mean I mean really <laughs> I'm I guess I maybe should have warned some of y'all that was gonna be loud but. <laughs> I could just tell you, imagine me out there with my chainsaw bayonet. Oh, man. Like I said in the beginning, those two words I didn't even think about together until the last, <laughs> until the, well, the last 24 hours. And now I can't stop thinking about them. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, whew. anyway, I, <laughs> and it's funny. I felt like that USA Today put that on. <laughs> on the graphic just to for fear mongering reasons just to scare folks i'm like oh look what all these modifications people can put on their um on their rifles look how scary that is how dare these people have the right to have a chainsaw bayonet (laughs) on their rifle that's why we need more gun control that's you know blah 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 and all that and yet you turn around (laughs) and show and show something like this now i i just wonder has anybody bought a chainsaw bayonet since then because <laughs> um that's another thing that's kind of the reason why i would love for one of you who are listening to buy me this chainsaw bayonet because my broke self can't get one <laughs> so um, yeah they they're not cheap <laughs> and um yeah so i was when I went to the site after the my friend sent that um, website to me, I was like, hey, I might think about getting one. And then soon I saw the price. I'm like, I can't get one. <laughs> I guess I just have to keep just watching and maybe watch some YouTube clips about the got the close. I'm going to get to it right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but thank you, USA Today. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me something I didn't even know I wanted until now. And. That's all I want on my that's all that's on my Christmas list. Chainsaw bayonet. That's it. So I say again, if you're if you want to do me a favor, if you if you truly love me, (laughs) 
give me a chance I'll be in that. I I'd be so grateful. I will you know, I will just I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> I don't have much to offer, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and but um but yeah, so as also as I mentioned, we we had a you know, a fun interview with Hillary Kennedy um a couple of days ago actually and it was supposed to be on Tuesday but uh, with everything that happened in um in Texas and with the news and other stuff with the gun control you know debate which happens every time when something like this happens and I just thought it would be better to kind of postpone it for a couple of days and to to play it now because it was a real fun interview and I'm I'm looking forward to you know get the plan it for you but um before we get there let's hear a uh, word from our friends with the founder project hello trend chat fans the founding project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens tfp's new website visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com be a part of the civics movement with the founding project the Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So, before we get to our interview with Hillary Kennedy, um, you know, the good Hillary, let's talk about the bad Hillary, right quick. <laughs> and um, in the sense of it's been a year yesterday since the presidential election, since Hillary Clinton just knew that she had this in the bag to where we had Donald Trump become president of the United States, well, elected president. And here we are a year. I mean, we've, I'm pretty sure we all seen all different, you know, graphics and memes of the polls leading up to the election last year's showing that Donald Trump had 0% chance or that, that, you know, maybe 8% or something, but it was like real low. And so the expectations for me, I'm like, well, it, from the look to all these polls, I'm guessing he's going to lose. <laughs> and I posted a, um, a memory on Facebook of just kind of like my, how I was watching the election. So I was watching it on three different devices. I was watching it on my, on the TV, on my tablet and on my phone. And, um, I was watching on, like I, I think I was watching Fox News on one of them, then um, CRTV, Conservative Review TV, um, on on one, and then The Blaze on another one. And so I was just looking across all of them, and I, then you know every now and then on the TV I flip over to MSNBC just to just to whatever, just to see what they're talking about. But I can't stand to watch them for too much too long. Just want to see what the liberals talking about for a second, and then flip back over. But um, uh. Yeah, it definitely was a surprise to me. Um, I was like, when I was just seeing the the electoral votes come in and just think like, this really might happen. And at one point, like when it actually became official, when they when they made the call, I I was thinking like, what was going on? Like, if he, you know, he won, yeah, all this. I mean, all the reports from everywhere were saying that he had no chance. And I was like, what happened? Like, I mean, hey, I was like, I was, I was glad Hillary lost. 
I was just wondering how in the world you get it so wrong. <laughs> I see if you were saying this was 50-50. <laughs> but, you know, they were giving them no shot at all. But, you know, the rest is history, as they say. And here we are with a, a year later. And can you imagine sitting here right now, if I'm sitting there doing this podcast, talking about a year with the Hillary administration right now, a Clinton administration? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty, I've made, made it known that, you know, Donald Trump wasn't my first choice, but I, I mean, I did vote for him in the, in the general and even then, I I had my reservations. I had my questions. Uh, things that I brought up before when I was a delegate. I I'm, I don't hide that. But I definitely can say from a, a year in, I'm definitely, I have, um I don't, I don't have that much of a problem. I mean, there's things I disagree with, like the civil asset forfeiture and um, the failures as far as uh, repealing Obamacare and and even with this tax reform bill, there are some things that could be done. But that, but in comparison, <laughs> in comparison to having to deal with the Clinton administration, I mean, just just think about a number of things. Who the Supreme Court justice would have been if we were talking about a Clinton administration? Um, although nothing happened with Obamacare. Just, I'm pretty sure they would, at this point, they'd be trying to, she would have been writing executive orders to strengthen Obamacare. I mean, that's another thing. The lack of executive orders in comparison to Obama with, with Trump right now. And, um, <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. And just imagine just the administration in general, the people in a uh, Clinton administration, having to deal with all the people in that administration, not just, you know, not just with Hillary. Think about if you having to deal with whoever the secretary of state is, whoever the attorney general is, or whoever the, um, you know, secretary housing secretary, you, you know, down the line, having to deal with all them liberals <laughs> for the past year. If that's, if, if, um, Hillary would have won, but she didn't. So <laughs> she didn't win. She didn't win. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> so in this time, you know, uh, also, you know, another thing as well is that, especially like when you talk about Facebook, when they kind of give you the, um, the, the memories like this happened a year ago and they'll send you a notification or something. And so on top of the fact that you see, you know, you see texts from other people or you see what you were doing on election day. Like I said, I, I was showing, um, there was a picture of, of what I, of the devices I was watching and uh, other things like that. <laughs> and, um, uh, also though, you also, you got a chance to see those <laughs> videos, of those Hillary Clinton supporters just sitting in that big old what convention center space or whatever. And they're all just sitting there looking at the monitors. And, and it was to see that again a year ago. 
now to see it again. <laughs> I mean, it literally sounds like, oh, just hear this sound. Hear this. Just listen. Now imagine that. We're like, what, what was it, like tens of thousands of people all in one spot doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was kind of like that. And so you got a chance to see those videos over again of all those people that were just, they just knew Hillary's gonna got this. They were just, they couldn't wait. Oh, they're gonna get the first woman president. Yes, we finally, you know, we finally got, broke that glass or whatever. You know, we don't care. We vote with all our body parts or whatever. We don't care about principles. We just want a woman president. Just like, you know, we didn't care. We just want a black president. <laughs> But but that didn't happen. So, <laughs> oh, man, I'm having too much fun. And I'm I'm glad I'm doing this episode here because the fun is going to continue with our interview with Hennedy, uh, Hillary Kennedy. Now, I'm just going to let that go because I also kind of messed up in the interview that you were here. And you, you'll hear about that little slip up um, in the interview. But before that. Let's play one more um, word from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Now, before we play this interview, I just I don't want to confuse you, but I just want to give you some context in what you're hearing in the interview. So, this interview was recorded last Friday. The we're going to talk about an event, which is UFC 217, Ultimate Fighting Championship. That event happened on Saturday. <laughs> now, this interview was scheduled to be played on Tuesday. But as I mentioned before, because of you know the tra tragic events, we moved it out to the day. So I just want to tell you that now. I hope I didn't confuse you, but... I just want to give you that context because there's some things we want to mention that maybe, you know, that will reference in different days and whatnot. So all that being said, let me shut up and let's get to our interview with Hillary. Hello, this is Trent Champ, and we are pleased to have TV host and style blogger Hillary Kennedy with us. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Now, first, I just want to ask a little bit about your career, because for me, the first time I saw you was on For What It's Worth on The Blaze which I, I definitely liked that program. I used to watch it all the time. And and from that, I noticed that you had a, you know, TV career and everything and winning the Emmy and all that. So just uh, tell me, all, audience, as far as your career in, in TV. Sure. I, um, I started off wanting to be an actor. So I, I went to school, I got a degree in uh, radio, television, and digital media, and I thought, well, I'd really like to, to work on a TV show. So I started off working as an actor, and 
booked some commercials and um, did, you know, a couple of films, you know, little bit parts here and there. And while I was trying to pay the bills, I got an opportunity to work for the Dallas Stars hockey team as their entertainment host. And so I thought, well, I'll do that, you know, just to make some extra income. And I ended up really falling in love with hosting because I thought, well, man, I get to be myself and I'm much better at being me than being a character and playing someone else. So um, after I did that, I ended up working on a couple of lifestyle shows um, in Dallas and then worked on a couple of morning shows. I worked on a morning news show for the past three and a half years and then I just started working with the Blaze Network um, a couple of months ago. So it's been uh, it's been really fun and uh, God's been good. I can't complain. I've always had you know a, a fun job to do and really in, enjoy what I get to do every day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, now also, I don't know anyone that has won an Emmy, and so I guess just tell us what that's like. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, every year, all the different regions of the country uh, they give out Emmy awards for excellence in broadcasting. And so um, I happened to be doing some work with a station here in Dallas a couple of years ago, and uh, we won an Emmy. And uh, sadly enough, the night of the Emmy Awards, which of course for anybody is a lot of fun just because you get to be with all your peers and you get to dress up and they have, you know, a big fancy award show. I had um, one of my best friends was getting married that night and I was in the wedding, so I didn't get to go to the award ceremony or give a speech or anything like that. I missed out on all that. Um, but I have the award uh, sitting on the shelf here at home. And so it, it was really neat. It's, it's always fun when you get recognized for doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. It, you know, actually, it, the fact that you weren't there, it kind of make you feel like, wow, you know, she's that important. You know, she just couldn't make it, <laughs> make it to the award show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope that's what people thought instead of like, wow, she just blew off the Emmy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I saw that you that you mentioned that interviewing celebrities is you know one of your favorite things to do, and here I am interviewing you, and I just want to ask you about you know your experiences, whether you know good or bad, as far as um you know interviewing different celebrities and and whatnot. Yeah, you know, interviewing celebrities is a lot of fun because you really get to, a lot of times, see more of their personality than you see on screen or, um, you know, that you read about online. And so some of the people that have really been my favorites and I thought were just super, super nice people, um, I loved Sir Richard Branson. He is one of the nicest people. I mean, he's one of the richest men in the world, and you would never, ever know it because he makes everyone in the room feel like they're important. I mean, he, he he talks to you as if you're the only person there. He's not distracted. He focuses on everybody and gives them attention and just makes them feel like he's known them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, it, it was so easy to see why he's successful because he's just the most down-to-earth, kind, friendly guy. Um, so he was really cool. And then um, I really liked MC Hammer. <laughs> I've interviewed him a couple of times, and he is a lot of fun and also just a, a super nice guy and he's had the most interesting career because he's like had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and so it's been cool to kind of see him come back up because he's such a talented guy and he was very friendly. Um and then I really liked 
Maury Povich. <laughs> I always liked the Maury show growing up, and he was also really cool. And you could tell when I talked to him, you could tell that he really cares about his guests. It's not an act. He follows up with all of them personally. Um, so I thought that was neat. And he does follow up and make sure people get help or counseling and things that they need. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Jude Law was really great. Um, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, he was really neat. Um, and then Snoop Dogg, of course, was super awesome. He's one of the nicest, friendliest people, too. So generally, my experiences have been really positive and really good. I've only had one interview, and I won't say which celebrity it is. I'll just say they're on America's Got Talent. <laughs> and um, I interviewed this person, and they were not having a good day. And the interviewer who spoke to them before I got there, because, you know, a lot of times with these junk interviews, they'll talk to 50, 60 interviewers a day, you know. And the guy that interviewed uh, this person before me really made them angry. So by the time they got to me, they were not in a good mood, and it was a bad experience. And we almost weren't able to use the interview because the person was so rude. Um, and I tried to remember, hey, it's probably not that this person's a jerk. They might just be having a really bad day. But it is kind of weird when your your expectations of people are so high because you see them all the time and you think, wow, they seem like so much fun. And then you have a bad interview and you think, well, man. But they have a tough job having to do the same interview questions over and over and over all day long, all day long, all day long. So, um, so when I do have a bad interview, which is pretty rare, I try to take it with a grain of salt and figure, you know, they're probably just having an off day. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That definitely is something that happens as far as people just, you know, something could be going on in their life at that particular moment. And, you know, it's not the time. I know a lot of people tend to give someone a bad rap off of like one instance and like, oh, they're a terrible person. But I know off of one one situation that happens is not something that maybe if you had like a, a pattern. OK, maybe maybe so then. But yeah. So, right. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's, I mean, and a lot of those people, I was going to say a lot of those people, um, you know, a lot of actors and entertainers are, they're artists, but not extroverts. So for a lot of them, it's really hard to do those interviews. They're not, you know, polished interviewees, and they don't enjoy that part of the process promoting, you know, a TV show or a film or whatever. So um, I always try and keep that in mind, too, because, you know, it doesn't come easily for everybody. You know, that's that's something I'm guessing a lot of people probably don't really, you know, notice that a lot of these celebrities, I guess they think, you know, they're in front of a camera and or whatever or behind the mic that they feel like, oh, well, they just, you know, super personable. But, you know, a lot of cases that may not be the case um, with that. So right. kind, of like kind of how you mentioned. Now, you mentioned about more Povich. Now I'm going to kind of deviate from what I was going to ask because. I want I want to ask you in particular about more if you asked him about the paternity test that, we, that he does all the time. Do you ask him anything about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it grew, if you grew up in the United States as a kid, you you either watched Maury or when you were flipping through the channels, you knew what it was about, you know. And so I asked him about the paternity test and if he had any paternity tests that were memorable. And he said that he did have a paternity test um, twice. This happened twice on his show with two different women where they went on the show and were trying to find out who the father of their baby was. And they had, she had two different men there. And it turned out both men 
were the fathers of her twins. So you can have, you know, two eggs, two sperm, and if you happen to have an intimate moment during a certain time frame, it is possible for two different eggs to be fertilized by two different men. So both of her twins had two different dads, and he said it happened twice in the history of the Maury show, which is highly unusual because it's so rare that that happens in life to begin with, but for it to have happened twice on the Maury show is pretty that's pretty incredible. <laughs> wow. And, and now, do he? I'm guessing, do he know the results when he's sitting there? Or, or he really, he's just as surprised as anyone else when that happens? He's just as surprised. He said he does not find out the results ahead of time. So he doesn't ever look because he likes to find out with the rest of his audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, um, his I think it was, I want to say it was his 20th season of doing the show, but he said that they were going to do follow-ups with all the people that they had done paternity tests with over the last 20 years to find out where those people are now and what's changed in their lives. So I thought that was kind of cool because there's been some memorable guests. So I thought that was pretty neat that he was going to follow up and give all of his fans a glimpse into what happened to all of these people so many years later. Yeah, and I guess one other thing I was thinking, how did you ask him as far as how do he feel about the just the, I guess the reaction to kind of being the show for paternity tests and kind of like everyone think about and whenever you're thinking of paternity tests, you think of more povich and I don't know if you, if you asked him about that as far as how do he feel as far as having that stigma, I guess, uh, or whatnot. You know, the the sense that I got from Maury was that he really um, cares about these people and believes that he's really helping them. Um, and so I think, I don't think he feels uh, like a negative feeling about it at all or feels like it's a negative perception because he feels like his show genuinely helps these people get the answers they need, get the help they need, and get the support they need while also, you know, entertaining the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I don't, don't want to go all into it, but it just when you mention his name, just kind of like, I, I kind of, you know, I have all these lists of questions, and then I'm like, all of a sudden I have a whole other list all of a sudden. But, but um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it, it always makes people laugh when they ask me, like, who, like, which celebrity have you interviewed that you enjoyed? you know, meeting the most or who did you kind of like have a fangirl moment over. And Maury Povich was really one of them because, I mean, he's been on TV forever and he's just such a recognizable guy. And though you wouldn't think of him as like the typical celebrity, he he's one of the most well-known people in America and mm-hmm. he truly was a very nice person. So I he's at the top of my list of people that I truly enjoyed interviewing and meeting. And mentioning personality, I will say you definitely have a personality yourself, especially if you anybody follow you on social media and like the jokes and the puns that you have on each of your <laughs> posts. So, and, I mean, thank you. I, I mean, have you you know always had like this like bubbly sense of humor and? Um, you know, my uh, my grandpa loved to tell really corny jokes, and he was a uh, he was a Baptist minister, and so he loved to start his sermons a lot of times with a silly joke just to kind of put people at ease or, you know, make them laugh. And he would tell the same bad jokes over and over and over. And the older I've gotten, the the more I love them. I think they're so funny because everybody, even if a joke is super corny, everybody loves a good bad joke. 
So um, when I'm posting on Instagram or Facebook, I love to post a really corny joke because at least even if you roll your eyes and you're like, that's the dumbest joke I've ever heard, it makes you smile for at least a minute, you know? So I'm, I'm, all, about the, I'm all about the bad jokes. Now, okay, I'm pretty um, sure. Oh, oh, were you about there? Oh, I was going to say I can tell you one if you'd like. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do auditioning for an acting role and playing sports, what do those two things have in common? Um, if you break a leg, you get cast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, you, you don't have, you don't have to repeat that one to anybody. I want you to keep all of your listeners. <laughs> no, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna play that over again. Naturally, that's gonna be on my loop. <laughs> like whenever I play, whenever I come on, I'm just gonna play that joke just just to break the ice. <laughs> now, awesome. I'm pretty sure as far as puns go, I'm not the first one that's mentioned as far as looking at your name and someone said, "Well, you are hilarious." I'm pretty sure you've heard that one before. <laughs> I, I do like that one. That one's awesome. I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> or like the style blog of hilarity or something like that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, I'll have to use that. That's really good. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard those two puns before. Because time I saw that and, and I was like, okay, that's I can see it right there in your name. Well, I love that you that you picked up on that. I guess my my mom must have like had some sort of sense early on. <laughs> um. Now, speaking of that, you are a style blogger. Now, I have no sense of fashion or style, so I guess tell I guess describe to me <laughs> as far as when it comes to style and what you talked about in your blogs. Yeah, um, a couple of years ago, I was working for a company doing some on-camera stuff, and I was also doing some style blogging for them. And when I left that company, I was so used to like being on a schedule with blogging, I thought, well, I'll continue to do it myself just for fun. And my mom is my photographer, so it makes it really easy because uh, she does my photos, and we get to hang out and you know have like some quality time together. Um, so I continued to do it. I just like to shoot things that I that I like. I I believe fashion should be all about your personality and wear the things that you feel best in and that you like. I don't think you have to follow any rules about like what's trendy this season or you know what everybody else is wearing in the magazines. I think you just should wear whatever you love. So I I like to show off the things that I enjoy wearing and then I love to try out and review products and I only promote the stuff that I love. In the beginning, I debated about like, well, should I also write about products that I don't like, you know, that I try and I don't enjoy? But I thought rather than focus on the negatives of something, I'd rather spend time focusing on the stuff that I really do love and I completely endorse because, you know, those are those are the secrets that I tell my girlfriends, you know, if I find a really good like hair product or, you know, a nail polish that stays on for three weeks without chipping. Um, so I like to write about those things because it's it's fun and it's just kind of a nice creative outlet. Okay, yeah, like I said, as far as when it comes to fashion, I'm, you know, I will see that like, okay, that looks nice. I mean, but as far as trying to describe it or trying to say like, okay, this will go with that. No, please don't come to me for that. Right. That's, that's why I'm talking to you about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, it is funny that you say that because I I feel like. About 50% of my audience is females, and the other 50% is male. It's pretty balanced. And I've had so many guys say, will you please 
write some posts on men's fashion or review some men's products, and that's been happening a lot lately. So I think I might try and do some of that because there aren't as many style blogs uh, for guys. Um, so I think that's kind of an untapped market. So, you know, if you ever do decide to try out some products, I'm sure your your audience would probably like to know about them too because it seems like there's not as many resources for, for guys out there. Well, if you're going to start doing men's fashion as far as in your blog, now given the fact of the of something else that you're very enthusiastic about, I'm guessing you'll get even more men as far as talking about the UFC. <laughs> so if you put fashion <laughs> and start talking about the UFC, you might have have like 80% men <laughs> on your blog. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I'm a big UFC fan. I started watching boxing when I was a little kid with my grandpa, and then I loved to go watch the Golden Gloves fights and stuff like that. And um, so I just really got into the UFC about a year and a half ago. I would watch it occasionally, but I I started finding some fighters that I really, really liked and enjoyed following. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. There's a, I don't know when this will air, but there's some big fights this weekend, and um, I'm excited to see Cody Garbrandt uh, fight Dillashaw. And there's a couple of female fighters that I really, really love. Um, Joanna. I always mess up her last name, <laughs> Yendrychik, but she's awesome. And then Chris Cyborg, she's awesome. So I, I feel like there, there's something for everyone in the UFC if you enjoy fighting. But I mean, the the female fighters are just as exciting to watch as the male fighters. I mean, I, I think that both men and women can have such a good time watching the UFC because there's so much skill that's involved. Actually, I'm, I wanted to mention that before we kind of get into it. So this is being recorded on friday and ufc 217 is going to happen on saturday and this won't be heard until tuesday so i'm saying this now gotcha. just so, so everyone can hear it yeah so <laughs> we're going to talk we're going to you know talk about it and so either what you're hearing as far as whatever predictions or going to be right or wrong you're about to hear it now so um and yeah so I, well i'm gonna, rooting for cody garbrandt Yep. <laughs> and I'm rooting for George St. Pierre. So those those are two that I really root for. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, the, uh, I guess we said the main event, the last match would be uh, Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre. And then you have a, mm-hmm. a pretty stacked, you know, card under that as well. And I'm not even going to try to to pronounce the, you know, Joanna Leah. I'm not even going to try. There's a, I know. Her <laughs> last name is a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like her in the ring. Can't say her name. It's pretty hard. You got to take yeah. You know, it takes a lot of practice to even get that out. But um, yes, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, let everyone know how to meet, reach you on social media. And we're also Hillary Clinton. Uh, we're, we're almost a Hillary Clinton. And that's why, you know, you know what I'm about to hey, say? Hey, it happens. I was going to say it that you all the time. And in fact, I'm going to call out Lawrence Jones, my good friend that I work with at The Blaze. He's called me Hillary Clinton twice on the air. <laughs> on accident, but no, it's it's fine. Anytime someone says that, I'll go. Really, where is she? Is she here? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I've got but, some questions I'd like to ask her. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because what I what I was going to say because it kind of came out before I was going to say it. I said you were the good Hillary because I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, it, it is. It's so funny. My name is Hillary with one L, so I think of us as being very, very different. <laughs> yes, yes. That that one L is a big difference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, how can people reach you on social media and uh, HillaryKennedy.com? 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, my blog is at hillarykennedy.com, and then um, I would love for people to reach out on Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Hillary, H-I-L-A-R-Y, Kennedy, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y. All right. Well, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. This was great. Yep, and thanks to Hillary for joining us. And thank you as far as whoever's listening. And we are on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And as I mentioned in the beginning, if uh, you want to connect with us, whether we're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. Yeah, and thanks again for Hillary for joining us. And, and like I said, that was a fun, fun interview. Actually, would like to do more fun interviews like that. But knowing, but knowing me, I tend to just get really serious on some some stuff. Or even if I'm not particularly serious, it just the the topic is not can be I guess polarizing or whatnot. But hey, it's my podcast. So I guess you know that's that's what you get with me. <laughs> and Hopefully we might get some more variety as far as maybe being being able to talk more on maybe on some entertainment issues or whatnot. I guess we'll just see what what comes in the future. Yep. So that being said, once again, thanks for for joining us, and I will say until next week, we'll chat with you later. And once again. If you want to give me a Christmas gift, don't forget, what I want for Christmas is a chainsaw bayonet. Just letting you know, that's what I want. Yep, I'm letting it play on out. I want you to hear it. That's <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. 
Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.